When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This isn't like a one and done type thing for me. Um, I don't, I don't look forward to just playing this year and being done. You know, I want to continue to keep playing um, and um, you know to have the chance this year uh, to come back. It's you know it's uh, special for me. He's back and he's not here to lose. Good morning and welcome to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stumpf. I've brought that point up a couple times this winter when talking about the prospects in the pirate system, that they're not coming up to lose. Andrew McCutcheon said the exact same thing during his reuniting press conference on on Friday, which really just one of the best days in this organization in years and quite frankly, probably the best day they've had since they traded him. Chris Archer day, you know, the actual day it was probably that coming out or that's at least comparable, but no, this is Andrew McCutcheon. This is someone who, depending how this second era goes, he could, wind up in the pantheon, top pantheon of the Pittsburgh Pirates players. If this team was to win again and he was to be a regular player for them, doesn't even have to be great anymore, just a regular player. And if Kutch said, you know, like, hey, this isn't a one-year, you know, farewell tour or anything. Like, I'm, I'm planning on coming back. I'm planning on playing more. That's good for, you know, just to get that little, hey, at the end of the year, we don't have to, like, well, is this it for everything? It kind of sounds like there is an understanding of he's going to be here for more than one year. And with where this team is in their rebuild in a year or two, this could be a very interesting, exciting team. So if this team was to, let's just say, in a couple years, win, and we're going for the big guns here, they win a World Series in a couple years, I don't think it's, you can debate, Andrew McCutcheon belongs in the highest, he belongs on Mount Rushmore, which right now is, you have to have Clemente, you have to have Wagner, You've got to have Stargell. The fourth one is kind of a little bit up in the air in the moment, I would say. Some people would say Bonds. I don't know if I can really go with Bonds because he is remembered as a giant more than a pirate. That doesn't erase, you know, his impact in Pirates history. He should be part of the Pirates Hall of Fame. But, you know, that's 
one angle of it. Uh, some may say Maz for the 1960 World Series. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I like the idea of maybe Steve Blass. Maybe not as long a you know professional career, but 50 years with the organization. Kutch, what does he have to do to be part of that top pantheon? And he, he addressed it. He was asked about it. He addressed it. He gave a very Kutch answer. Here you go. I don't put myself in those <laughs> categories because to me, I look at them as, I don't know, man. They're, they're you know, they're the Mount Rushmore of baseball, you know, especially in the Pirates, uh, you know, organization. And, um, I know you have some numbers and people will say, hey, you know, you're one of four. And, you know, and I'm like, man, that, and I'll sit there and I'm like, wow, that's tremendous. You know, like, that's, that's awesome. You know, but, um, yeah, to me, I mean, they're, 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 they're who they are for a reason. Um, Hall of Famers, um, you know, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not done, you know, so I, you know, I, you know when, I, when I, when it's all said and done and, you know, I get to look back on what I did and then maybe I could assess it a little more, but I, right now I just, it's, it's cool to just, it's, it's amazing to, it's, I'm honored to be mentioned even in, you know, just the same category as those guys at times. Um, you know, I don't take that lightly. He's not going to play into this as much. But you can't ignore, this is, there is legacy at stake here. Andrew McCutcheon is one of the few players of these past, let's say, 40 or so years in Pirates history who has a legitimate legacy. Arguably, the first player since Bonds, or if you don't want to say Bonds, maybe Willie Stargell, who has a legitimate claim to fame in Pittsburgh of doing something, of winning. This team has been through an ugly re rebuild before with Andrew McCutcheon. They got through on the other side. He's being brought in again with that in mind. He's not going to be the MVP version of himself. He may not be even a regular in the field. He's going to play some outfield. Don't know exactly what it all could entail. But he was brought in to be a glue guy, to be one of those guys that you, you bring in the savvy vet. You don't bring in Andrew McCutcheon this year if you expect to lose. It's one thing to get a Rich Hill or a Carlos Santana, and I do not mean to diminish those players because they have had two very good, long careers. They should be very proud of the body of work they have put in. But they are also two players that could go to a last place team just to stretch things out. They like the play and opportunity. They like the idea of being the veterans. That's one way you can look at it. McCutcheon adds legitimacy to what they are doing this year. You don't bring in this guy. It like Ben Charrington talked about it. Like we weren't going to do the free agent dance with him. We we're like, well, if these two things happen, we could talk. You know, if this is the right fit or whatever. It was. They lucked out that they were in a position where he was still available and they were still looking. And it just and McCutcheon reached out to the organization. Thank 
thank his wife to, for putting it all together that way. She's the unsung hero in all of this. And they got it all together, but this was something that both sides clearly wanted, but they weren't going to do it for the sake of doing it. There had to be some purpose, some meaning behind it. And that's what I think really makes this reunion, this homecoming, even more special. Because it's not out of the realm of possibility for this team, I think, in a weak division. And if the young kids come up and they hit the ground running, that this team could be 500-ish. Maybe better. It's not going to be a situation, I imagine, where these guys are being brought in and they're immediately going to get flipped in July. There is actually a path to making this team respectable in 2023. And whenever we get back from the break, we're going to look at that path of what needs to happen. Let's make the 2023 Pirates finish with a winning record. What all needs to happen? Welcome back to the Pirates podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. For the record, this came up in my most recent live cues, and I I guess I'm just going to stick with this with my number. I'm a little bullish on this season. Because it really looks like Brian Reynolds is coming back. They've made some smart additions. Good wave of prospects coming up. Many of whom I am very high on. I predict 75 wins. Which is a significant jump from 62 and 100. But let's take it a little more. Because about 85 wins-ish is playoff-ish area for that last wild card. I don't see them making a 25-game jump and, and doing that, but let's just say 500. What needs to happen for this team to finish roughly 500? And the first one is the most important one, and it's the kids. It is Andy Rodriguez. It is Henry Davis. It is Mike Burrows. It is Quinn Priester. It is all those guys who are going to come up from AAA to the majors at some point this year. That is the biggest thing that needs to happen. Okay. That's a big ask. I mean, we it was something that came up many a time in conversations that I had, especially with Andy Haynes and, and Oscar Marine. Just like, hey, the jump from AAA to the majors is the biggest it's ever been. We get that. We've also seen... Teams like the Braves, they call up the guys and they immediately hit the ground running. It's not impossible to think that a couple of these guys can. Like even O'Neill Cruz, I think a lot of people would say all in all the O'Neill Cruz rookie season was, was fine. Maybe not exactly what everyone thought it was going to be, but he was still, based on his workload, on pace for like a four-war season if he would have been up. 
in the major leagues. Like, that's a really good season. There's a lot to be excited for with that young group. If they can be contributors, you don't always have to go to the waiver wire for depth. You could go to the minor leagues. You could go to guys like that. I think that's going to be a big boost. Second is the O'Neill Cruz factor. He needs to emerge as an all-star this year for that to happen. And look, Kutch said it. He's a freak. And he meant that in the polite sports terminology way of like one of the highest compliments you could give a guy. You know, he's a freak. And he is. We don't see shortstops do these type of things that he can do. They don't hit balls as hard as he can hit them. But there's a lot that he still needs to grow on. A lot of it is on defense. They're bringing in another infield coach this winter in, in Mendy Lopez. Partially because I've had it may not have been explicitly said O'Neill Cruz coach. But, you know, he's here, you know, for Cruz. He, he, Cruz is going to be one of the main pupils here. If he could do that, if he could swing at the right pitches, attack the right parts of the zone more, like we, the sky is the limit for O'Neill Cruz. Like, okay, we kind of saw, I feel like, almost the worst case scenario for him for a couple months last year. Like, whatever he was struggling and there were some people like, oh, send him down to the minors. I think that was the worst case scenario with Cruz, where he was chasing at breaking balls. He wasn't hitting it. But every once in a while, he would get a fastball or train jump and absolutely demolish it. And no, the offensive production wasn't what it was supposed to be. But you still saw promise. You still saw, like, he can figure some stuff out. I There is no path for this team being good in 2023 without O'Neill Cruz taking a big step. And I can say it to other guys, like, you know, Rodolfo Castro, Jack Sawinski, a lot of those guys, Rowanzi Contreras, taking those big steps this year. But Cruz is the number one on the hitting side, and number two on the pitching side is Mitch Keller. He needs to emerge as an all-star-ish type pitcher. And for about half a season, I think he pitched basically like that. Like, check from July 1st on what he did. It was a sub-3 ERA. He showed that he could use the sinker to get the double plays and the ground balls whenever he needs them. He had this new sweeping slider, a sweeper that was just finally, finally having a breaking pitch that can get consistent whiffs. He's adding the gyro slider back into it, which is just another look, just another tool. In the arsenal, maybe something that's a little more cuttery. He took a huge step this past year. And I, I talk about it more in my rotation analysis piece that you can read on, on the site. Talking to Oscar Marine, you know, this very recently, like, sky's the limit for him. And there are a lot of big hopes of what he can do this year. If he can emerge, and Rwanzi can emerge you know, it's like a legitimate one-two punch. I think that would go a long way. And the final one, the wild card, I feel like in all of this, is the outfield. Brian Reynolds is back. Is he going to play like 2021 Brian Reynolds? That would probably be the best for him to either get the contract or the uh, trade in the future that he wants. Andrew McCutcheon's back. What is he going to do? 
is Jackson Wednesday going to be able to get any production on the road? Where does G1 Bay fit in? Where do all these fringe guys, the Cal Mitchells, the Kanan Smith and the Jigbas, you know, all, all those guys, how's it go? You got to find three productive outfielders out of that group. And you're spotted an all-star to start it off with. You got to find three. Because we saw whenever this team was good, they were outfield first, whatever it came to production. Yeah, you can't always follow the same blueprint, but that's a big one. Outfield carries. There are a lot of other things that could go happen that would really speed it up. Like if Hayes, you know, he, if he's healthy and he even provides average offense on top of truly elite defense, that'd be a huge get at third base. First base, it not being a black hole, I think, like it was last year, I think is going to be a big jump for them. Second base, I brought up Rodolfo Castro. Catcher, kid Austin Hedges and either Heineman and DeLay, you know, some combination of there, hold the fort down well enough and help the pitching staff enough that whenever you do go to Endy and Henry at some point during the season, they're, they're just ready to go. There's a lot of things that still need to happen. And like I said, I feel a little bullish about this team at the moment. I have them at 75 wins. 80-ish, though, makes this the most interesting baseball in Pittsburgh since July 2018 and before that, 2015. This is whenever the rebuild should start to bearing fruit. And to, to the credit of this organization so far, besides really just not handling the Brian Reynolds situation all that well, as far as extension talks go, it's been a really good offseason. Some really good, smart moves, and one rallying cry at the end with the engine McCutcheon, who, again, I am, he said it. He is not coming here just to lose. That should get people excited for this upcoming season, which is something that I don't think we really could have said these last couple years. There should be legitimate excitement. Maybe not for a ton of wins, but at least promise of what is to come. We're going to take one more break. We got a little more show left to come up. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I am setting the over and under for Andrew McCutcheon Ward this year at two, which is a hair basically above, about average for what an everyday player should bring. I think he's going to get a boost on offense. Defense probably will hurt a little bit, but some base running. He's still got elite speed. He can still do some really good things at the plate. 
I, I wrote about that also. This whole podcast has just been a cry for you to read what I've been writing on DK Pittsburgh Sports. So go read those also. We'll have another episode this week. We're going to bring another guest on next week. I think we're going to do some alternating here, you know, week by week. Because this there has been some interesting stuff with the baseball world that I don't think anyone really expected this far into January. Pirates decided to keep cooking late into the year. Be sure to follow wherever you find fine podcasts. We're here also. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.